Hello, this is Beyond the Bell with WASTA, Wisconsin's hub for professional development for anyone working in out-of-school time programs and youth-serving organizations. It's our mission to help you provide the highest quality care to children and their families. If you wish you had an extra tool going into programming to help guide behaviors in a productive way, wish you knew more about how to provide the whole family with support, or you want to enhance your own well-being, then this is the home for you. We know what it's like to feel like you never have enough time or resources to meet everyone's needs, and we're here to support you through the challenges. Stay tuned as we explore new ideas and strategies that you can use right away. Rachel Sharon, health educator with Marshfield Clinic Health System, Center for Community Health Advancement, and Wisconsin Out-of-School Time Alliance. We're excited you're listening today to our conversation with licensed family therapist Tiffany Kula. Tiffany is a licensed marriage and family therapist who's been working with children and families for over 20 years. She works with families, couples, and individuals to help them find healthier and effective ways to communicate and build trust and empathy amongst family members. She's joining us today to talk to us about little t traumas and stressors and to give us pointers on how to recognize and respond to them. Welcome, Tiffany. Rachel, thank you for having me. So awareness around trauma is growing by the day, and there seems to be more understanding and more empathy for those who experience trauma than ever before. And actually, trauma has taken off so much that it's almost become like a buzzword that people just use in everyday language, even in situations that may be stressful but aren't actually technically traumatic. It's helpful for those of us working with kids to know the difference, though, because having this understanding can help us put behaviors and responses into context, and then we can respond accordingly. So let's decode some of the language. So first, back to the basics. What's trauma? So trauma refers to a psychological and emotional response to an event or experience that is deeply distressing or disturbing. It often results to an overwhelming and or life-threatening event that exceeds individual's ability to cope with or process the experience. So when we look at traumatic events, it varies widely in regards to situations such as physical, sexual abuse, natural disasters, accidents, comeback exposure, witnessing violence, and even a sudden loss of a loved one. When someone experiences trauma, it is often a significant impact on their mental, emotional, and physical well-being. So when we look at those traumatic events, it can disturb one's sense of safety, stability, and trust in the world, which then leads to a variety of symptoms and reactions. So Rachel, would you like me to actually go into some of the symptoms and reactions? Yes, please. So many times people are re-experiencing those symptoms, which we hear about a lot is the flashbacks or the intrusive memories, or sometimes they call them triggers. And those are the nightmares or distressing thoughts that they have from that experience. Then we go and kind of go into those avoidance symptoms, which people avoid people, places, and activities that remind them of that trauma. And so many times they avoid discussing the event or the feelings around that. Then also you will see sometimes when people have been traumatized, they have hypervigilant symptoms. So they are almost like super startled all the time or have difficulties sleeping or irritable. And uh, they almost feel like they're constantly on edge. Sometimes you'll see kids or adults change in their thoughts and moods in a negative way. And then sometimes they feel a sense of guilt or shame or sad or anger and um, lots of interest in some of those activities because of the trauma they experience. 
And then we talk about the emotional and physical reactions that trigger in regards to the, the trauma, which you might see that in anxiety or panic attacks or anger outbursts, or almost sometimes people will be emotionally numb to the, the experiences they've had. And so sometimes people come in and they'll say, oh, my stomach is really upset all the time, or I constantly have headaches or increased heart rate a lot. So those are the symptoms and reactions that we see when people have experienced trauma. So there can be a lot going on when mm-hmm. someone has trauma or has a history with trauma. But I think already this is giving us a little bit of context because if we see a behavior in program and a kid is maybe avoiding a group game or a certain activity, it's not necessarily that they've had trauma, but that could definitely be part of their story. And so those avoiding behaviors, like you said, or somebody's just irritable, like they might not even know what's going on, but there's something that's off in their system. And so we're talking about like an overloaded system. I think you mentioned in the beginning, it's like more than what we can cope with. Like that's what trauma is. It's like that above and beyond experience. Absolutely. That really helps pin it down Mm -hmm. for us. So it's a little easier, I think, for most people to wrap their heads around trauma that's caused by like a one-time event, like say a house fire or a hurricane that devastates like a whole community or a whole family. What's a little t trauma? So little T's, I guess, would be best described as less severe or as a, a single incident that happens that is not so life-threatening but and or a major event, but it could be on the same level as it does affect your psychological and emotional impact on an individual. So it could be like small, like they've been bullied or they had some childhood neglect or there's they're going, the parents are going through a divorce or separation or loss of a pet, right? Or... It, you know, another thing we don't think about too is the medical procedures or illnesses that happen, whether you're, you know, you're a little kid or an adult or your parents are going through it. So is it correct to look at it like it might not be this one big, huge, major thing that makes the news, Mm -hmm. but it's those stressors that occur over like a series of time or they're repetitive. So they might seem small if you just take a snapshot of it, but over time it adds up to be that same impact as like a big T trauma. Absolutely. And sometimes those little T traumas add up to bigger traumas, right? So they impact because they keep adding up and then we don't deal or process with all those little hurts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about how this is really complicated. How would you recognize trauma in others? So I definitely pay attention to the emotional reactions. So if those intense emotional responses to certain triggers or situations seem out of the ordinary or not the way they normally respond, if they feel more anxious, anger, or overwhelmed in regards to certain contexts, probably that past trauma has been reactivated. Also looking at reoccurring patterns. If you have recurring thoughts or behaviors or relationships that continue to seem like there's distress or dysfunction, that's that could be something that's going on. I think also reflecting on significant life events, like reviewing your personal history, reflecting on events that have a lasting impact on you. Those little T traumas can include like parental divorce, bullying, loss of relationships, sometimes frequent relocations or academic stressors that have been put onto you. Another thing too is looking at attachment and relationship patterns. Those little T traumas can significantly affect attachment styles and how you relate to others. So reflect on the difficulties you may have in forming or maintaining healthy relationships, even such as trust, fear of abandonment, or even difficulty being vulnerable with somebody. You know, I always tell people like when this stuff's coming on and we don't know what to do, it's it's always best just to kind of seek professional help, right? We don't know it all. And at the same time, you know, leave it to the hands of the people that kind of are trained to do this. So, Yeah, that's a really good point because 
like we said before, this is really complicated, mm-hmm. so we're not going to be able to diagnose, nor is that our position. Mm-hmm. But it's helpful to kind of see some, what are re- the red flags, what are the warning signs. And you're talking a lot about, like, if there's patterns of things, mm-hmm. like, that would be a red flag to look out for. Absolutely. How are kids attaching? Like, how are they interacting with their peers? How are they interacting with us? I think if we could just strike the word, like, manipulation from the dictionary, that would be helpful in our work with kids because there's always something else going on, and that's really what our conversation is about, right? It might be trauma or something else, but it's our job to kind of get curious and wonder about those things and then make sure kids are connected to the right resources when it gets to the level where we can't help anymore. So I think... After the pandemic and all the stressors people have gone through in recent years, it's not a secret that a lot of people are experiencing these little T traumas. Like it's that added stress over time again and again. So it's important when we're taking care of kids that we're also taking care of ourselves. How would we recognize little T traumas in ourselves? So sometimes you look at the emotional distress that we put ourselves through or that we're going through. So if we're having mood swings, we're a little bit more irritable. If we start to feel like a lot more sadness or fearful of things, that's something we should be looking at. And sometimes we see that in anxiety or panic attacks that it comes out in or us having difficulties controlling our emotions. So another thing, too, is sometimes when we have these tea, little tea traumas, avoiding or withdrawing. So you'll see that when people isolate and they'll try to say to themselves or they call in or kids are not coming to um, the after school program because they're just not feeling good. Kind of goes back to those physical symptoms that we're talking about. Your stomach hurts, chronic illnesses. They're always complaining about headaches. We also look at two of those those flashbacks or intrusive thoughts that we're, that we're thinking about all the time and we not seem like we can't get over it. And they seem to be recurring quite frequently and it's affecting our daily lives. Yeah, I think that's really helpful because those are really concrete things mm-hmm. that all you have to do is kind of note mm-hmm. like, oh, I have a stomach ache that I don't usually mm-hmm. have or I'm thinking about that kid in that situation 20 times over when I wouldn't normally do that and I'd be able to separate. So there's some of those things happening mm-hmm. and that's a way to cue us in that we need to be taking care of ourselves and reaching out for support. So we started off the conversation though by also saying like not everything is trauma, right? Like we hear that in our day to day, like, oh, that was so traumatic that I had to wait in line so long. You know, you hear these things. So how do we tell the difference between those little T traumas that's really important to recognize and then just regular stress that comes up in your day? So when we talk about severity of the duration of the little T traumas, typically it's, again, smaller individual events that happen. It could be a loss of a job. It could be an accident. It could be a breakup or a sudden loss, you know, of a pet or a person. When we talk about day-to-day stressors, those tend to be the transit of us. Often we relate to common stressors. So, you know, workload, conflicts with relationships, right? So traumatic events are usually more severe and long-lasting. It affects the person's long-lasting mental and emotional well-being. And then when we look at that emotional impact that happens, again, it's persisting over time. So when we look at the little T's, they're more about the significant distress or disruption in the person's person's life, while day-to-day is really associated with the temporary feelings of frustration or annoyance or pressure, right? Yeah, so it's almost like thinking 10 years ahead, is this situation still going to be impacting me or impacting this kid? Mm -hmm. And it might be something simple that truly is impacting them 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. or it could be, no, like waiting in that line isn't going to impact you. You won't remember that. Keep little things Um, little, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And those are all things where, like, it's legitimate that you want to work through that and know Mm -hmm. how to process 
things and stressors and things like that can only help, but there is a difference that we can all help decipher too and help correct the language around this because it's important. So one of the leading researchers in the trauma field is Dr. Bruce Perry, and he said, quote, connection to healthy people is a buffer against stressors. I think this maybe seems a little obvious, but tell us what this means like on a granular and like relational level. Yeah, let's break it down actually. So let's talk about connections, right? So relationships to the establishment of meaningful and supportive relationships with others. It involves like the emotional bonds, communication, understanding, and mutual support, right? So then we look at healthy people. That refers to individuals who possess emotional well-being, resiliency, and the ability to regulate their own emotions. These people have a positive impact on others, which contributes to our positive environment. So then we look at the other thing that he brings up, it's buffer. So in context, the buffer is something that is reduces or is a cushion in the impact of stressors, which acts as a protective factor against all those negative effects of stress. And then we're going to talk about stressors. So stressors are events in situations or circumstances that put pressure on or demands on a physical, on individual's physical, mental, or emotional well-being. So they include all the traumatic experiences we talked about, everyday life challenges, and even the external factors that induce that stress. So on a relational level, the statement suggests that the strong relationships and connections that we have help us have emotional, healthy individuals, which help then promote individuals that are able to cope better with the stressors. And these connections have several benefits. And so when you look at those benefits that he's talking about, it's the emotional support, the social support, the validation, and a perspective, resiliency, and regulation, and coping. So when... Dr. Perry is really talking about in summary is the statement emphasizing the having connections with emotional healthy individuals promotes a buffer against stressors. And these relationships offer emotional support, social support, validation, perspective, resiliency, coping strategies, and ultimately aiding individuals to be able to manage stress and maintain overall well-being in life. I think that's a really good place to end because it gives us a a shooting point from here. I mean, you're talking about how the work that we do with kids is a protector. Correct. So I think this can seem overwhelming. And when we think about how many kids in our program maybe are experiencing some of this stuff, it's it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. heavy. But then when you think about just the very nature of what we do, it's healing. It's mm-hmm. connection. And so we don't have to necessarily be like trained therapists like yourself, Correct. even though we need experts mm-hmm. in the field. We can also help heal and we can help build people up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for diving into this topic with us, Tiffany. And thank you for listening in. We hope you leave today with a few more tools in your toolbox. Be sure to visit our website and sign up for our emails where we share information about all of our upcoming professional development opportunities.